1: Hope you had a great weekend, an opportunity to unplug, relax, at least for a little while. We have a lot to cover during the course of the broadcast today. And I want to begin by touching on a story. The way things are supposed to happen. I want to make something very clear at the outset. And this has really been the theme of my communications as it relates to these mass shootings, the best case scenario, they don't happen at all. And one of the things I talk a lot about, I can't speak for what other people are doing, but I speak to the importance of addressing roots, not just fruits. See, very often politicians love to talk about the fruits of things. They're talking about something that's already down the road. I like to get to the heart of the matter. As it relates to someone who is potentially harming other people's lives, how can we reach those folks before they actually harm someone? Let's address the heart of the matter first. Then guns and all the other things really aren't going to matter. Because if you have the person under control, you've solved the issue. See, the left believes if we take care of things, of circumstances, it'll solve the problem. But I'm very clear about this. Unless you address the heart, the heart of the matter, you solve nothing. So in the meantime, knowing the scenario that we do have before us, The best thing we can do is figure out how do we defend ourselves? What is the real way to protect ourselves? One of my criticisms of so many folks in addressing these school shootings, for instance, as much as people were talking about gun control and these types of things, I come back to the question. What is the real strategy to protect our children? What is it? Because we have the reality of guns. That's not going to change. And especially for somebody who is lawless, a lawless person is not going to obey the law. The expectation there, to the contrary, is really an expression of mental illness. I want to take you to... A suburban area outside my former home city of Indianapolis the town of Greenwood Indiana this is absolutely crazy suspect opened fire in the Greenwood Park Mall food court this was about 6 in the evening see here's another example what I'm talking about roots do you see a theme here with these shooters Who are they? They're young men. Young men. I've said repeatedly, and these are extreme cases, obviously, but I've said for quite some time, men are in trouble in this country right now. And a lot of this comes right back to issues of fatherlessness. But that's not a sexy conversation, is it? We want to talk about guns and things of that nature. So again, here we have a young man 22 years old We have unfortunately folks we've got a lot of people out there Who are under the? Misguided idea and this is really at the heart of progressivism the idea that we've got The ability within ourselves to fix Human nature. We can't. All we can do is stop. We can stop the attackers when the attacks happen. I'm grateful that in this case, we've got a very different narrative. We've got a young man who actually comes to the rescue at the most important time. So again, I... Start this scenario, food court, shooting breaks out. And you're going to hear the words of the chief of police. His name is James Eisen. And he is very clear about who actually saved the day in this situation. Here is Chief Eisen of the Greenwood Police Department. Do we have the audio here?
2: The real hero of the day is the, the citizen that was lawfully carrying a firearm in that food court and was able to stop this shooter uh,
1: almost as soon as he began. Pretty strong words, don't you think? Hero of the day. And again, this guy's only 22? Armed. By the way, I've learned that apparently it's against mall policy to have a weapon in the mall. Don't be surprised if they come after this guy and try to prosecute him for carrying a weapon. I mean, I know it's crazy as it sounds. Now, fortunately, in Indiana is a relatively conservative state. My hope is that the people in that area will stand with him and people will recognize This is exactly what needed to happen here. And I hope this will also generate more discussion about these policies, these gun-free zone policies and how foolish they are. Because I have to ask the question, and I would be glad to ask the folks who run this mall, how many more people do you think might have been dead if this young man wasn't there? This armed citizen was not there to save the day. If they followed your policy, there would be more carnage. Do you think we'll have that discussion now? I strongly doubt it. But it's, it's certainly the time for this conversation. Gun-free zones, we do not need them. In fact, they are profoundly dangerous. Love to get your thoughts As we continue our Monday broadcast, stay with us. first segment we told you about suburban Indianapolis where we had someone who was armed with a gun ready to face someone who was shooting people at a mall in suburban Indianapolis over on the text line this texter says the progressives will have him arrested for carrying a concealed weapon I, you know, I'm going to be honest with you I Would not be surprised if they try to pursue charges, but I'll tell you what, I think they may have a difficult time selling this to prosecutors. Would you want to work for the police department, the sheriff's department, and go serve a warrant and arrest this guy? Would you do it? I wouldn't do it. I mean, it sounds kind of crazy. I would not do it. Another texter saying the malls in the upstate do not have signs posted. I've looked. If there are no proper postings, you can carry. Another person saying most malls say they are gun-free, but they do not actually have proper lawful signage to prevent legal carry. While this seems to be a theme. Progressives love carnage. They're the worst kind of people. This texture's right on the money. I guarantee you the reason he went to the mall. He was assuming it would be a gun-free zone, and he was wrong. See, I think this is awesome. Absolutely awesome. I think there ought to be a sense of mystery. There might be somebody there who might blow my brains out. That's what I want these potential shooters to think. That it's not safe for me to walk in anywhere and shoot up the place. Let them have a sense of fear. No sense of confidence. They're going to go into any place that is gun-free. It's the most asinine thing we could possibly communicate to these folks. Vince, I agree with your gun-free zone analysis. The issue I see, we're to the point that I want more people armed due to more shootings at malls. I'm not going to shop there anymore because I don't feel safe would rather just shop online. This is the issue. The mall property managers face. Yep. At some point they're going to have to choose because already I don't see much of an incentive to go to these malls. I'm just keeping it real. When the things that I want, I can order online, have delivered to my house tomorrow. Why should I go into your mall and put my life in danger, potentially, and leave myself as a sitting duck? What's the point? Jim, out of easily, Vince, it doesn't matter whether the young man was legally or illegally carrying the gun. He saved lives. This texter saying, Libs will come after the armed man in the mall. Don't doubt that. Vince, the shooter didn't seem to care about the no-gun signs. Exactly. Vince, I'd also like to add the 22-year-old hero further proves the disgrace of Uvalde police and the Parkland High School in Florida where trained professionals did not do their jobs. America needs to wake up and realize there's a lot of capable people without badges. Dean, you're right on the money right in the money now we would hope whoever it is is trained but the bottom line is this gun-free stuff it's for the birds it really is another story to celebrate at the top of the broadcast today and I want to make something very clear before I go into this story lest anybody get the wrong idea that I'm for discrimination and treating people unfairly because I'm not What I do favor is going back to our constitutional system where Congress passes laws, where we don't have executive decisions and emergency orders and all these things constantly that circumvent Congress. That's my problem. We have this story by Reuters. A judge has blocked the Biden administration directives on transgender athletes and bathrooms. A federal judge in Tennessee has temporarily blocked Biden administration directives allowing transgender workers and students to use bathrooms and locker rooms and join sports teams that correspond with their gender identity. Judge Charles Achley of the Eastern District of Tennessee ruled on Friday the administration's directives would make it impossible for some states to enforce their own laws on transgender athletes' participation in girls' sports and access to bathrooms. What have I said to you before? This is a state issue. There's nothing about this in the Constitution of the United States. Therefore, the federal government needs to butt out. Coalition of 20 Republican Attorneys General brought a lawsuit last year against the federal government, noting they stood to lose significant federal funding as the Biden directives were in conflict with their own state laws. Atchley agreed with that, writing in his order, the states cannot continue regulating pursuant to their state laws while simultaneously complying with defendants' guidance. Oklahoma's Attorney General John O'Connor, one of the plaintiffs, said in a written statement, Atchley's order is a major victory for women's sports and for the privacy and safety of girls and women in their school bathrooms and locker rooms. This is basic stuff, folks, and the federal government does not want to provide protections. They need to screw off because that's the real issue. The coalition of Republican states argue the Biden administration directives improperly expanded. On a 2020 U.S. Supreme Court ruling that extended anti-discrimination protections to transgender workers, the top court in Bostick versus Clayton County said employers cannot terminate workers because of their gender identity or sexuality. The justices expressly declined to decide if the ruling applied to sex-segregated bathrooms and locker rooms. Supreme Court in Bostick held at the bar on workplace sex discrimination in Title VII of the Civil Rights Act, extended to bias based on sexual orientation and gender identity. Do you see what these folks like to do? They like to expand things. Just with a stroke of a pen. This is not what the law says. This is not what Title VII says. It says nothing about these things. The Department of Education, in its guidance issued last year, concluded because Title IX, which bars sex bias and federally funded educational programs, borrowed language from Title VII, Bostic also applies to schools. See, they love to play these games here, don't they? <laughs> the department said, for example, preventing a transgender high school girl from using the girls' bathroom or trying out for the girls' cheerleading team would violate Title IX. Actually, on Friday, agreed agree with the states, writing in his ruling, the Supreme Court in Bostic explicitly refused to decide whether sex-segregated bathrooms, locker rooms, and dress codes violate Title VII. So there's no guidance on this whatsoever. The Biden administration is trying to force something that has no legal support, and they have been slapped down. And let's hope that this is upheld. Stay with us. around the text line we have this Vince, always a great show I've been to the Greenwood mall several times the past the company I work for is headquartered in Greenwood but I work in our Charlotte office actually just booked another business trip there in a few weeks praying for the victims and hopefully none of my colleagues were victims This texter says if the Dims knew how many people carry in gun-free zones, they'd have an aneurysm. (laughs) Yeah. Vince Uvalde in this situation where a good guy with a gun prevented a worse tragedy demonstrates the best argument for our right to bear arms. Absolutely. We also have this, and I quote, if violent crime is to be curbed, it is only the intended victim who can do it. The felon does not fear the police. And he fears, neither judge nor jury. Therefore, therefore, what it must be taught is to fear his victim. Amen to that. And a complimentary remark here that I won't completely read here, but someone who appreciates this show and Mark Levin who's one of my favorite people I Want to touch on Some good political news as well Because this is a very important bit of information. one of the things that really saddens me Is the lack of diversity <laughs> You will find this to be quite ironic The lack of diversity what am I talking about I get frustrated when I see most of my black brothers and sisters thoughtlessly, and I do say thoughtlessly, voting Democrat. Because a good part of the time, people vote that way because their parents voted that way, their parents voted that way, and there's not been a, an opportunity to really consider what is it that I'm voting for? Because I'm convinced a lot of people, if they knew The real agenda. They would not vote the way they do. So we're seeing something very interesting happen. And believe it or not, this is reported by CNN. (gasps) I'm in shock. Here's the headline. Voters of color are backing the GOP at historic levels. Really? Voters of color? This is information gleaned from a New York Times Siena College poll with all kinds of interesting information, one of the main things they were looking for is a potential matchup, a rematch between Joe Biden and Donald Trump. Now, I've said before, and I don't hesitate to say again, God forbid that these two are on the ballot in 2024. I do not want to see a rematch. And I will repeat what I've said before. In a country of 350 million people, if those are the best two that we can come up with, We may as well shut it down right now and just hang it up. And I'm serious about that. This is not throwing shade on Donald Trump's previous presidency. I appreciate the things that were done that were constructive, especially the nomination of Supreme Court nominees. The fact that we now have ostensibly a fighting chance on the court I say fighting chance because you never assume anything. But beyond that, again, there's got to be someone who is soundly conservative and younger. And yes, I do think it's important that somebody is younger and energetic with a positive, encouraging outlook who is able to focus on the country. And not himself, because there's another reason. I don't know if I'll get to this story today. But I just thought I'd put that out there. We need other candidates in 2024. Let's talk about what's going on in terms of race. This is really intriguing stuff. Believe it or not, the CNN story... In a divided world, racial and gender divides are declining. Boy, that's surprising. While Democrats and Republicans may be further apart on policy than any of us can remember. That breakdown not occurring along racial and gender lines as much as you might think. For one, Democrats are losing ground with the fastest growing political bloc. Do you know what they are? Asian Americans. It's not a pretty picture, ladies and gentlemen. So now we're seeing a shrinking gap where Democrats could typically count on blacks, count on Hispanics. Not so much so anymore. Those margins, big margins, they are shrinking. People supporting Republicans, more Hispanic than they used to be. Democrat support from Asian Americans, blacks, and Hispanic voters. Much lower than it has usually been. The electorate is also less divided than it has been in recent years when you break down voting patterns by gender. There's a much smaller gender gap than we had four years ago. That's another thing the Democrat Party has been able to depend on. It's not there anymore. It is interesting. This is an interesting tidbit. We'll have to see how this plays out in November. The Supreme Court overturning Roe v. Wade has divided men and women more than they previously had been in terms of voting patterns women even after the high court's decision seem to be supporting you ready for this republican candidates more than they have in recent years you have to go back to the 2014 cycle a good one for the gop to see women backing republican candidates at higher levels than they are now so i think this is very interesting data I'd love to get your thoughts on what we've discussed thus far. The Ingalls Markets Talk Line, 800 928 It's 800 928 The Common Sense Retirement Planning text line he is 71307. Still to come to the broadcast, COVID's back, ladies and gentlemen, with the prospect of, dare I say it, mask mandates. Yeah. Brace yourselves. And another picture of economic decline that much more as we continue our Monday broadcast. Stay with us. Oh, my goodness. Some of you Some of you really scare me. Like these first two texts. I'll share them. Vince, I guess you want Michael Obama. (laughs) That's what it says. Trump would make a fantastic Secretary of State. (laughs) Diplomacy. (laughs) Yeah. Vince, why do you continue to do it to yourself? Open the door up. For the Trump, and I won't use the phrase someone used here, there, it's a terrible one. My goodness, it's awful. I'll just say supporters. Hey, Vince, remember when that idiot Biden said, if you don't vote for him, then you ain't black? Haven't seen you lately. Are you still black? (laughs) Jeff, I think I'm still black. Thought I'd let you know. David out of Gaffney agrees 100%. We need new candidates. I agree with Trump's agenda, just not his manner. This person saying, I voted for Trump twice and did so gladly, but heck no to a Trump-Biden rematch. I want Ted Cruz or Rand Paul for 2024. Hmm. Interesting. You want one of the, one of those candidates. I was about to use a different word. Vince, please don't discount the millions of illegal aliens who will vote for the Democrats once they get here or get in the system. On candidates, that's you, Vince. Younger and supercharged. Mike Tyson for president. <laughs> I love this. Why do you hate Trump that much? Stop acting like a do-gooder and unscramble your brains. It, it just cracks me up. These people who text in like this. Hate Trump. This person is talking like a liberal if you disagree with them you're a hater so there's no nuance to anything and what does a do-gooder have to do with anything huh unscramble your brains oh whatever okay what do you do with this Got to get the mask back on to cover faces before the election so you can't see the faces of the ballot box stuffers. Oh, that's how it works. Jeff says, Vince, of course, COVID is back. They need to justify lockdowns, mass mail-in ballots for the Democrats to maintain their power. It's amazing how these politicians are able to forecast this stuff. Miraculous, isn't it? Just miraculous. Miraculous. Let's go to the content related to COVID-19. We have Dr. Ashish Jha, who's the White House Coronavirus Response Coordinator. We have a couple of clips with him. The first one is... uh, Both of these are a conversation with Martha Raddatz on ABC's This Week. The first piece of audio... Is about the public reaction. It's the fact that, you know, uh, kind of like many of you are reacting on the text line now. You're like, okay, here we go again with this, this mask stuff and mandate stuff. Here is uh, Dr. Jha making reference to the fact that COVID's back and the public reaction.
0: No, I have to say, I've been traveling again this week on airplanes, in airports, so few people wearing masks, and in New York City, where they have a 15% positivity rate, uh, the New York Times described it as kind of a meh reaction to this variant. So what do you do?
2: Yeah, so first of all, I think it's really important to remind people of the science, the public health science. And the public health science is very clear. If you're in a crowded indoor space, that's especially if it's poorly ventilated, uh, wearing a mask reduces your risk of infection and reduces your risk of spreading it to others. So we've got to continue to encourage people to do that. Uh, we've been doing a lot to make testing widely available, it's a really good way of, of slowing down the spread. And then encouraging people to get you know vaccinated and get up to date on their vaccines. And then obviously, as I said earlier, uh, if you end up having a breakthrough infection getting treated because we don't want people ending up in the hospital and treatments are working really well
1: okay so then we get to the subject, the conversation here with Martha Raddatz addressing the subject of mask mandates here is how that exchange went down
0: and and LA County announced this week that if cases continue on the same trajectory they will have an indoor mask mandate. It looks likely that that will happen. I assume that's something you support. Should should other states look at this?
2: Yeah my view on this has been for really for two years well before I came into this current role my view on this has been very clear which is uh, local jurisdictions cities uh, counties states uh, should make decisions about mask mandates because communities are different uh, and their patterns of transmission are different Um, that said CDC has very clear guidance on this as well through their through their COVID community levels and and the CDC recommendation is that when you're in a high zone that sort of orange zone as LA County is uh, uh, you know people wearing masks indoors is really important and it really will make a difference
1: okay all right <laughs> just a sampling of the conversation that took place on ABC's this week over on the text line new face for the promotion of fear same BS FM two. Wow we well, also have standby for the resurrection of dr. Fauci I do think it's interesting That Fauci wasn't the guest it's somebody else is there a reason that they've kind of put him aside not putting him front and center I think they figured out people are sick of him still to come on the broadcast today we're going to talk about what's happening in the economy one aspect of the economy the sales of new vehicles give you an idea of just how expensive it's getting getting to be this is really crazy and also in the political realm (laughs) this is really shocking democrats one in particular really fed up with joe manchin (laughs) you'll hear that much more as we continue in hour number two straight ahead
0: all-star closer kenley jansen we have a question what's the best podcast of all time